0: Come on, I want to talk to Dana. Dana, just relax. Come on. Dana, Dana. Can I talk to Dana? There is no Dana, only Sue. What a lovely singing voice you must have.
1: All right, kids, here we go. Next seminar up, August 12th through the 14th, then October 14th through the 16th. For training camps coming up, self-sufficient lifter camp on September 10th, that's in Wichita Falls. Then a deadlift and power clean camp on August 20th in Indianapolis. We do have a few spots left for several squat and deadlift camps. June 11th in San Antonio, June 11th in Omaha, Nebraska, and June 11th in Orlando, Florida. We've added a few European camps to the list. July 30th will be in London, England. And then August 21st in Norway, which I believe will be the first time. For other events coming up, the Charm City Strong Woman Contest is coming up. This is the 11th annual put on by 5x3 Training in Baltimore. This is a charity event to raise money for the Ullman Foundation, which is a home away from home for folks undergoing cancer treatment. For more information on how you can donate or participate, head over to StarringStrength.com. Go down to Meet and click on the June 12th Baltimore link and you can get more information there. If you're not part of the Starting Strength Network, you're really missing out. The Starting Strength Network membership gives you exclusive access to content not available to the general public. So videos, articles, conversations, a private forum, and an opportunity to interact with RIP. For more information on that, you can check out startingstrength.com. And on the right-hand side, there is a link for the Starting Strength Network. And as usual, for more information on anything that I talked about, also head over to startingstrength.com. Check out the right-hand side of the homepage. You have a great weekend. Don't get captured.
0: Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Howdy, howdy, duty. You guys all right? Well, I hope so. Uh, you know, it's important that everybody be okay because uh, a lot of shit is not okay right now. And as long as, but as long as you are okay, everything's fine with us, right? Does that sound empathetic enough? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. everybody think that we don't care about them. You know. Empathy is important. Empathy is important. The only people we don't care about are the people who submit comments, comments. from, from, from the, haters. the haters. And we hope that every one of you, sorry bottom 1% pieces of shit uh, kill yourselves. We hope you kill yourselves in just d- that one day you realize I okay. what sacks of fucking shit you are and you and you and you kill your own self in a painful miserable bloody fucking mess. I think if you say that, you're opening yourself to lawsuits. No, I'm
1: not. Well, no, I've...
0: no, I'm not. Why would I be opening myself to a lawsuit if I said I want that? That I want these people to die by their own hand. Why does that? Does that make me liable for something?
2: Yeah, there's that one girl that was uh, put in prison for that. She told her boyfriend to go kill
0: himself, and he did. And... Yeah, but she knew him. Yeah. Oh. I don't know these pieces of shit here.
3: Could be a Russian
0: bot. Could be. Making probably a comments. robot. They pro- Somebody's probably designed a robot <laughs> I hear, I hear that submits so. comments to the haters, to the starting <laughs> strength. All right? All right. So Chase presses 350 at WFAC. That's god-awful form for 350. Yeah. Right? Because this guy knows about form. This is Mr. President Sir. Hmm that's god-awful for him because he, he he knows all right and chico maziso maziso bad technique only going to get pain in the spine
1: <laughs>
0: that's at 405
1: <laughs>
0: so he went from 350 to 405 but now he's going to get pain in the spine right? okay all right now here, this is interesting uh some stupid piece of shit by the name ed burn 1066 uh what happened in 1066 that was the 1066 well that was wasn't that uh when the norman invasion took yes place? this guy wants to be a norman well Norman he here says and this is regarding the seventy-one-year-old recovering CrossFit addict turned lifter at Starting Strength. Was that Dallas? Uh, was no. Do you remember that where that was? I have no idea.
3: It wasn't Dallas. I want to say.
0: Uh, well, it's one of the Starting Cincinnati, strength, yeah. maybe Cincinnati. So it says, "LOL, look at that belly. <laughs> you should have stuck with CrossFit. You don't see fat bellies like belly." belly apostrophe S like that in a CrossFit box
2: <laughs> you saw you also don't see anybody yep. squatting over 225 no you don't
0: <laughs> what is the deal with these goddamn people and their in their belly uh, obsession their belly obsession that's
3: yeah, weird man it's weird
0: I I, I yeah. don't understand that everybody's it has everybody's... chiseled rock hard abs yeah. or they they are they're a pedophile is that what the fuck the deal is now
3: they're 15 year old kids the underweight kids that think um, yeah we're supposed to just be skinny I guess
0: be skinny everybody wants to be skinny nobody wants to be strong everybody wants to be skinny uh, all right this one is putting your plates on the wrong way Leland the panther Ibara <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a good nickname says it's a good nickname
0: you do realize no one cares. Well,
2: he cared enough you, to comment.
0: The letter U, you do realize no one cares.
3: Man, I don't know.
0: Right. One point something million Barbell Row with Mark <laughs> Ripito. Here, dude is fat as fuck, <laughs> but I guess Americans regard that size as normal. Ah. All right, now you want to know who this is written by? The individual by the name of Amit Kumar. Ah.
3: So that wasn't the Panther guy. The Panther no, was no, no, for no. this
0: is the Leland. The Panther was commenting on putting the plates on. The
3: oh, road. right, right, right. Okay.
0: Amit Kumar. Amit Kumar. Mexican, for sure. Oh, God. <laughs> Hindu. <laughs> the subcontinental, <laughs> subcontinental Hindu. <laughs> <I'm serious. laughs> A population known for its size and muscularity. <laughs> yes. Right? And love or of is beef. that racism? Love of beef. Yeah, bee feeders, yep. all of them. <laughs> right? Oh, and Chad Tyrone, this is disappointing. He says, unsubbed, this channel has become a female-centric channel. I'll spend my time on strength channels more aimed towards men. That's Chad Tyrone. What's the video? Strength for post-menopausal oh, women. Oh, well, okay. You put out it's one, got one, a good video. Point. one video. One <laughs> video. And suddenly suddenly we're home and gardens, right? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly we're Vogue. Just one. Vogue magazine, (laughs) all right. Uh, This is good. Rip, this is You Don't Need to Run. It's my number 77 video on You Don't Need to Run. Rip comes across as kind of (laughs) stupid. All right, here's an argument for optimism by Ray. This is uh R Ray? Yeah, Started Strength Just Podcast number sixteen. Oh, Fat, Ray. <laughs> Fat Ray <laughs> never never lifts any weight. He just sits there and lectures people. Why did Rip sell his brand to this clown?
3: <laughs>
2: oh, you sold your brand I to sold him. the brand.
0: Interesting. Ray, Isn't that did you know that? I didn't. You hadn't heard that yet. Damn.
3: What does that mean for me?
0: Nothing. Oh, okay, good. You're cut completely out. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I still sitting here? You were going down the road with a carrot in your ass. Wait, when was (laughs) the last time you got a paycheck? Why am am I still sitting here? (laughs) When
2: was the last time you got a paycheck? (laughs) That's
0: a good question.
2: (laughs) Do you even keep track of it?
0: (laughs) I don't. It, it, It doesn't do me any good to keep track of it. I don't get those anymore. Shit. Oh, God. All right. Here's Thomas Hugus says, uh, this is regarding the lie agreed upon with Beth Stelzer. That was number 102. Didn't realize he was a climatologist and also a virologist. (laughs) That's a getting out of your lane post, right? right? For sure. And here's the, the same guy says, this guy talking about low IQ, priceless. It's Thomas Hugus. <laughs> Maybe Hugus because he's so big. Right. Right. Well, here's an excellent one here. Results for six months of starting strength with an online coach. Yo Mama says, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep your chest up more and a more straight posture on your squat mm-hmm. but besides that insane progress hmm. thank you i wonder if the progress had something to do with the chest with being the not not so upright posture fucking <laughs> Upright posture oh god. oh god that's so frustrating to have to do this to satisfy you fucking people every week i love it man we do this i know everybody loves it but me right yeah. I just when faced with this unutterable stupidity I just lose my yeah I lose my motivation sometimes you know it's just it, the hey, frustration of dealing with
3: It says a lot that what you'll put yourself through for your fans though. Well, yeah. I mean it it's one not. of the one of the very few things that you will do that you don't like doing.
0: Yeah, that's it, it is. It is. I'm to the point where I don't do much of anything I don't want to right. do. I'm old and cranky and, you know, everything's paid for and shit. So I just, (laughs) I don't have much to, you know, that I have to do anymore. But I make myself do comments from 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 the the heaters. Okay. Now. Thanks for your service, Rip. All right, now what we call a paper q a that's our in-house term for what we're going to do now we call this a paper q a that is where you you guys not the haters but you the humans you know the people with the spine that kind of thing a brain and a spine write in and ask us questions and we take the time because we think highly of you. We take the time to answer them. I mean, as best we can. Now, I haven't read any of these. I don't know if they're worth a damn today or not. Who called these? Who who collated these? Bree? Bree. Are these any good or not? Uh, yeah. She doesn't
2: read them. She doesn't read them.
0: Well, I thought you, well, then you didn't collate them. You copied them. Copied oh, yeah. them. Copied them off the fucking whatever thing you get these off of. But you didn't look at them. Is, can we hire somebody that's more effective at their job, you think?
3: This is, is yes. a... Get... <laughs> Probably yes. Probably well, yes. Just let's, say
0: the word. Let's think about that, let's shall we? Word. Let's think about somebody... Who's going
3: to fire her, though, you or me? Or Rusty? I'm,
0: I didn't hire her. If you'll remember, I didn't hire the girl. <laughs> didn't
2: he say that he so didn't want fire.
0: employees? <laughs> that's true. I can't fire somebody I didn't hire. That wouldn't be right. Yeah. I mean, technically, I, I advised you to hire her.
3: I can't hire her. You can't? No, I'm, I'm a contractor.
0: I don't remember you advising me to hire her. I just remember she was here.
3: <laughs> she just showed up one she she day. She's just been here And then she's getting a while. paycheck. I, like, what the yeah. fuck?
0: <laughs> well, all right. We just not, I mean, what if I read across something in here and it just <laughs> starts going on and on about how fat I am at you? <laughs> Well, but yeah. Well, we to edit that out, I guess. We'll fix we it always in post. have the power of the video edit. <laughs> fix it in post. Here, this is what an edit looks like. Bree, I want you to do something. I'll do some about. magic there. Do something. Bree, that's an edit. you ever see that in the, see that, you'll know we edited something out. And we had to edit it out because Bree didn't edit it out before it got to the table here. All right Crack
3: production team, man. The crack production
0: team. All right. All right, let's just dive in, shall we? I mean what else are we gonna do? Is it gonna be deep? A deep dive? I'm more concerned about how cold it is. (laughs) The depthage. A shallow dive is how you break your neck. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of people doing that. Yeah. Diving in the shallow end and hitting their head Mm -hmm. on the pool and they're bucked up, you know. yeah. <clears throat> if I ever do that, just let me drown. Yeah. It's not going st- to be good. Let me I don't. It's not going to be good. Be wandering around Ugh. the rest of your existence because yeah, you were stupid. Yep. And, you know, you can't.
3: I heard somewhere that the most common way that people injure their necks, <clears throat> uh paralysis type injury, yeah. is on a slip and slide. You know what I'm talking about? Like the. Really? Outside, like in the yard? Yeah, outside with the hose. No shit. Yeah. How, do they, how does that break your neck? I guess because you just slide so easily, you just fall on your fucking head. No, I had a slip and
0: slide when I was little. Oh, I did too. Adults, though. I didn't, Adults know, that, I didn't that shit. know that they still made that. I thought it oh, yeah. was a yeah. wham slip and slide, yeah. right? And then what people do is
3: they'll put soap on them and shit to make them extra slippery. Fuck yourself up.
0: Well, well, the problem we always had with them, you just bear with us here, the, the pebbles. Yeah. Oh, the, no the damn. fucking pieces of grass sticking up through oh, the yeah, yeah. You know, and then water leaks out. <laughs> and, right, right, right. You know.
3: Or you run over a pebble and it just gashes your leg open. My yeah. uh my, s- my
2: stepson at school, they had a beach day, so the Owl Park Fire Department came out and they they had a fucking fire hose and they're blasting these kids with the fire hose. It looked like civil <laughs> rights riots. <laughs> but they had a big black tarp they were spraying down and these kids were running down and just <laughs> mashing pebbles. <laughs> Oh god! The pictures are great, though. He's fucking fire hose blasting these kids.
0: Oh, <laughs> Iowa Park, man. Just thinking about sliding across a pebble and know, right? gash in your fucking leg that kind of makes my butt butthole raw. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> and they get blasted
2: with a fire hose.
0: Oh man! Oh god! Uh, Getting blasted with a fire hose is kind of a it's kind of like a social statement. That'd be cool, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Like at a at a pro gun demonstration, <laughs> yes. fire department the comes out. The water cannons and, come out. <laughs> uh, water cannons your ass. Uh, you know what I would do in that situation? I'd shoot those motherfuckers.
3: <laughs> You're at a uh, yeah a gun I mean, demonstration. If they were
0: so stupid to come to a gun demonstration, <laughs> anyway. All right. Anyway. All right. Now, let's get started here with Tony Linnell Parham says, "Hey Rip." Rusty, Nick, Bree, Monkey, and Bok Choi. <laughs> what do we call the little squat guy? He Does doesn't he have a name. name. No.
3: Doesn't have a name. Yet. Squat guy.
0: Well, we'll have to think about that. <clears throat> All right. He's recently joined the staff here. Production. Staff. <laughs> Is he getting paycheck? Squat. <laughs> We've had him a long time. <laughs> okay. hadn't he? He didn't, yeah, yeah. But he'd been in Carmen's office mm-hmm. for a some yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. We've right. him for a long time. Kind of a squat elf or some kind of shit. Knows at the ears. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope all is well in your neck of the woods. When are people going to stop glorifying these school shooters? They get so much media coverage that they are practically famous, dead or alive. Furthermore, what the hell happened to accountability? Instead of putting a bullet into the head of a pedophile, society would rather rehabilitate them and give them a pass because they had a hard childhood. Uh, P.S. The Parmesan cheese on eggs was a brilliant idea. really brings a whole new <laughs> texture and flavor to the table i might just start addressing you as chef rip well that was uh, a roller coaster the, all, the parmesan on fried eggs is a damn good, it one. It if, good. if you haven't tried that that's no, good, good. No, it's it's good. good. It's good. It's real good oh yeah <clears throat> fry about nine <clears throat> eggs and butter salt and pepper and then cover the whole damn thing with yep. parmesan cheese it's so fucking good you can't that's toss. a
3: daily occurrence at our house now yeah. and I'm parmesan on top of the eggs
0: all right so uh i don't think we're glorifying these school shooters i think that's probably a mischaracterization uh in fact this little piece of shit, tranny kid down in uvalde uh is they're not even saying his name now you know i think that networks have begun to exercise some discipline instead of running his name cover to cover for three weeks.
2: I think you know. also the fact that he wasn't a white kid is why they're not talking about him.
0: Well, now, that's a good point. That's a damn they, good point. The, Had that boy been white? Yeah. Oh, Jesus.
2: Yeah. I think that's a, that's got a big thing to do with it. Yeah,
0: him. I didn't even think about that, but you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, now, you, you'll you notice that the the lady in West Virginia last week mm-hmm. that stopped the mass shooting yeah. with her handgun.
2: Oh, barely barely heard about it. You
0: you didn't hear about it at all mm-hmm. right. on the mainstream media. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear about it at all. If you don't look around on the internet, you would not know that happened. And you guys didn't know that happened, did you? It's that you know the fact of the matter is a white woman stopped a mass shooting with her concealed handgun. And you don't know a goddamn thing about it. And there is a reason for that. Okay? The reason for that is the narrative which you are expected to believe is that the government is the entity that protects you. You must cede your safety to the government and any other approach to it is persona non grata. All right, you you can't defend yourself. No, that's the police's job. Call the police. You know, like the Uvalde Police Department. Yeah, that worked real good for those 1980s. Call 98's. those guys. Yeah. Because they are the ones that are charged, as they say in the media, right. with protecting you anytime. Shots ring out. You ever, you notice that shots always ring out mm-hmm. or rang out. Shots rang out. Uh-oh. How does the how do the journalists come up with these little phrases they use over and over and over? Shots always ring out. Shots is always followed by rang out. So. That's, that's the whole deal, see? You didn't hear about the West Virginia lady because it's just, you know, it's just, uh, handguns are useful sometimes. No, we can't. Yeah. Can't. Uh, right. We can't do that.
3: I'm glad there's video of those pieces of shit just standing around.
0: Oh, yeah. Refusing yeah, to go in. Yeah, on. there is. You know, uh, I understand, you know, charging into a fucking building, and you might get shot. If you try to save the lives of the 19 fucking little kids (laughs) that didn't have this coming to them. But look, guys, you're the one who signed up for the fucking job, not me. You know, you want to be Billy Badass? This is when you get to be Billy Badass. You know, not writing somebody a ticket. But when your ass is actually on the line and you got to do the right fucking thing, even though it might get you shot, what are you going to do, Billy Badass? You're going to stand around and keep the parents from going in is that what you're going to do because you're billy badass you're going to put handcuffs on a parent who's trying to save their fucking kid did they cuff parents yeah 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 they Fuck. cuff kids they yeah. Parents. yeah yeah they did yeah they did
2: one woman got out of her cuffs ran into the school and came out with her kid climbed a fence
0: yep. and ran into the school got out with her kids Yep.
2: when i was working armed security um uh, you know, our entire we did a whole lot of active shooter training, right?
0: Active shooter. Yeah. We did a whole I lot I like of that. that term too. Yeah, active active shooter. shooter.
2: But our boss who was quali- overqualified for the job, he, he knew he knew how to train us. He told us, he goes, Hey, this is your job. Like, if you do anything, you go to where gunfire is being shot. You go toward you go to
0: it, the gunfire. And that's the whole point of law enforcement is you go toward the gunfire because that's where you're needed. Yeah, exactly. And these chicken shit motherfuckers, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll I'll tell you, this past weekend I talked to a guy uh, who was in law enforcement himself for 10 years and uh, used to live in Uvalde. And he didn't have anything good to say. Oh yeah, and I'll you know I I'm not gonna go into details and shit, but he didn't have anything good to say about that about that agency, nothing.
3: I don't know how you get ten fucking guys who just last weekend were all you know playing playing Afghanistan mm-hmm. some fucking where doing a right. doing training uh, to convince each other to not go into that fucking building.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, they there's, I,
3: there's some systemic issue going on there.
0: If I was on the Uvalde Police Department, my ass would be packing my shit up out of my house mm-hmm. in a moving van oh, yeah. and finding me a highway to drive down. That's yep. what I would be doing. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: And the two guys that went in there didn't wait for orders. They just knew people were dying in there and ran in there and solved the problem.
0: You know, and And, Rusty, here's the problem with that is we don't know what happened. Yeah, no idea. We have no idea what happened. We have absolutely no intel on this whatsoever. And the people whose responsibility it is, quote, unquote, to tell us won't do it Mm -hmm. because the media lies. The police department lies. Everyone involved in that whole situation has an incentive to lie about it. Right. And therefore, they do. Yep. Every one of them. Like We right. don't have the slightest idea Everybody's what happened. And that. and that is true of every situation, pretty much, in the modern world. We have no idea what's going on. We're right. being lied to. Yep. You, have, you have any idea, really, know for sure what is going on in the Ukraine right now. You haven't got the slightest idea what's going on over there. Nope. Because nobody is in a position that where they benefit by telling you the truth sure. and the shit just
3: goes in and out of the uh, out of people's attention yep. you know just bubbles up it's there everybody's excited about it Disappears. what happened to the fucking canadian drivers the truck drivers yeah. that just fizzled yeah, just no you stop stopped hearing away.
0: About it. It, not not only did it go away but their canadian dictator yesterday decided that we weren't going to be able right. to uh canadians weren't going to be able to buy sell trade give anything yep. handguns yep. just decided that he decided what they were going to do right now what do you call a guy like that a dictator dictator a piece of shit Would you yeah. call him a dictator yeah <clears throat> call him fidel castro right or his son possibly or maybe his son maybe fidel they son. look a but lot
2: alike you know look they you, look you guys, a lot
0: alike I, I, this is what y'all voted for up there Right. Now, not all of you did. I understand that. But, you know, this is what happens when you don't really have a constitution. Yeah. You know, you understand the difference between a law that says you have these, quote unquote, rights and a document that says you have these rights from which the subsequent laws proceed. There are fundamental differences right. in the two situations. We have a document that predates all of the legislation, because the legislation can be changed. So the Second Amendment is not a piece of legislation that could be amended, that can be interpreted. Right. But it can't be done away with, and it's not going to be done away with. And the 400 million guns in the hands of free American citizens cannot be removed from us. It's impossible. It's physically impossible. So you guys at NPR can masturbate to this fantasy all you want to. But it's, you know, enjoy yourself. Come. Fine with me make yourself come, but it's not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen because it can't happen and for a couple of reasons. We're not going to give the damn things up and the cops and the military being by and large on our side are not going to take them. So go ahead, you know, you guys jack off all you want to about the thought of there being no more guns. And while you're at it, uh, think about, you know, right before you make yourself come think about there's no more war and there's no more poverty they should make drugs illegal next. and there's no more cancer what about drugs make those illegal yeah maybe because if you make them illegal they go away there aren't any because they're not legal Uh, you know if people operate at the level of Little nine year old kids, yeah, you know, and then so the same, anyway. the
3: same, the same tired debates come back up, you know, know every <clears> every of course, you know, the, these
0: things that the media can see, the media and it. the
3: democrats are going to start you attacking know. the second amendment. All this, fucking, everybody wants to put veterans in the fucking school as security, arm the teachers, all this, shit. Well, you know, it's, it's <clears throat> um. Everybody just needs to understand that nobody's nobody's coming to help you. Yeah. No, you got to you got to get it figured out. You're not safe. Nobody's
0: coming unless to help. you make yourself safe. If
3: those border patrol guys hadn't shown up there,
0: there'd been, you know, God knows how many more people yeah. did. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> so arrange your lives so that uh, you can mitigate risk. Right. It's, you know, you're not getting shot is essentially your responsibility. Now, I understand there are problems with telling an 11-year-old girl that her not getting shot is her responsibility. And it's not her responsibility. It's the responsibility of the parents. Right. All right? So let me give you guys a piece of advice. And I know this is, this is tough. But if you don't want your kid involved in a public school shooting, in a government school shooting, don't put your kid in a government school. sorry i know it's inconvenient i mean you got to go to work all that shit right well then you know if your kid gets killed at the uvalde government school well yeah i mean you did have to go to work yep is that harsh i know it's harsh but if your kid hadn't been in the public school then your kid wouldn't have been killed in the public school
3: yeah, redecisions, decision is a trade-off, right? Under, you know, they're,
0: decisions, decisions, yep. right? God damn, that you sounds can't, horrible, but I, I'm telling but you. But you can't, and you can't rely you, on a school or a how teacher How many to, times have we said that if you put your kid in a government school, that you're not in control of what's going on? Exactly. You're not in control of what they're being taught, what they're being, what's being done to them in public school. And this is just the most. Tail end example of all of the nasty shit that goes on in the government schools. It's just, this is the far tail end of this. But bad shit goes on in government schools every day when there's not a shooter, an active shooter. Right? Well, anyway. Eggs are good with Parmesan cheese, though.
2: Hope the next questions. What a start! I know.
0: Fuck, I'm depressed now. Fuck, I am too. I'm on. You know, most people have turned it off. (laughs) So I go. Most guys see how this is going. I don't want anymore.
3: (laughs) Someone should ask
0: about being underweight or something. Somebody should ask about broken bone healing. All right. Oh, excellent. (laughs) My wife was just told she has a broken tibia by her ortho. Apparently, she didn't know. (laughs) Basically, she has a few stress fractures in the same area that have been, that have made a cluster spider web look on the MRI. They originally thought she had torn MCL, hence the MRI. I know you talk often about not treating these injuries so softly as the doctors prescribe. She was told to stay completely off the leg for six weeks.
2: That'll strengthen the bone. With three to
0: six months of full recovery, seems a bit ridiculous. Any advice on how she should actually treat this would be much appreciated. All right, so here's the situation. All right, now let me let me let me just educate you guys. Uh, and, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I was uh, I went out to California to talk to a guy several years ago, uh, like ten years ago. And uh, this guy's a biomechanist. I mean, a real actual biomechanist, not a, uh, ex-phys professor. But this guy's involved in in uh, research in terms of uh, prosthetic implants and bones stuff. He's real, real familiar with stresses, and he's written a very, very good book on on uh, bone morphology and how they heal and how they respond to stress and all this other stuff. And I, so I'm talking to him about this. I was trying to get a, we were working on the third edition. I was was talking to him about this and I said, do you know which bones in the human body heal the fastest? And he said, actually, no, I don't. And I said, it's the ribs, the ribs heal the fastest. Now, think about why. Think about why the ribs heal fastest. And I know this to be true because oh, uh, about 20 years ago, uh, my girlfriend got in a real, real bad wreck and got T-boned at about 40 miles an hour by a guy in a truck. They fucked her up bad. She was really, really badly fucked up. And among the other, among the, all of the things that were fucked up. She had a flail chest and a flail chest is when, uh, a significant number of ribs are fractured in multiple places so that the, the mechanical effect of the rib cage on breathing is not there. All right. And within, uh, Within nine months, uh, she uh, had occasion to have another chest x ray, and her chest x ray after nine months was normal. Whereas previously, there were places, I don't know if you can see this, where the bones were displaced to the, the rib. The, the coastals were displaced to the point of overlap. Because there's nothing they can do to set it. But you don't have to. Because they grow back to normal. And it only took nine months. Why is that? Because they never stop moving. That's why. They never stop moving. And the reason bones heal is because there is motion across the fracture line, which acts as cell signaling through the osteoblasts to secrete bone mineral and heal the fracture. I mean, The little cells are just little stupid guys. They don't know you were in a car wreck. What tells them what their job's supposed to be? The presence of motion across the fracture line. In other words, the cells across the fracture line are signaling each other that there's movement when there's not supposed to be because it's supposed to be a bone. The movement tells the little bone cells to secrete bone mineral matrix, and that's how the thing heals up the motion across the fracture line now i'm not talking about you know things going like that obviously if you are disrupting the fracture plane too aggressively well you're going to tear loose the little filaments of bone mineral that the cells are trying to trying to to secrete to to heal the fracture so they have to be the fracture must be approximated you know the edge has got to get close and then they don't need to be wiggling around to the point where it interferes with the healing process itself, but some movement is the mechanism by which the bones heal a motionless, utterly motionless fracture, like an anchored fracture with, with, uh, stabilization hardware does not heal nearly as fast as a rib because ribs move. Because you can't stop breathing. Duh. So the ribs move. Ribs, a fractured rib heals in about three weeks. Has that been your experience?
3: Never had one. I've never known anybody to have one.
0: Yeah, it takes about three weeks for it to heal. Which is pretty damn interesting, isn't it? So here uh, is a lady who is obviously lacks enough bone density that she just. Acquired a series of a system of stress fractures in her tibia without a trauma, or without a you know a significant yeah. you know trauma that would would cause something like that. Now, all right. First, the reason she was that osteopenic was because the bones hadn't been loaded now look at the look at the example of the fractured rib all right motion repairs the fracture line all right now what would load do to a bone there are when you load the piss out of your femur in a squat all right you don't have a fracture Right, But you do have stress along the structure of the bone that causes the cells in the bone to sense the, the amount of stress. The amount of stress, and stress I'm using as a technical term now, is, is that which has the potential to cause motion strain is the term that is the response to stress all right and if you subject the bone to compressive loading or really more effectively moment loading leverage then that bone responds to that stress by getting denser and bigger all right so the response to a femur in response in response to a squat response to a femur, its strain, so to speak, is to grow in diameter and wall thickness. So a loaded femur is a bigger in diameter femur with a thicker wall around the marrow channel. Okay. And the trabeculae in a loaded femur, the little Feathery-looking struts that are within the inside of the bone. Those get thicker and taller And as a result of it's a it's a direct result of the loading even though there's no fracture the bone senses The potential for movement and hardens itself against this Okay, now if this lady's tibia is fractured in a stress fracture pattern and she doesn't remember Falling on it or anything like that. This is just what happens when the thing has previously not been loaded. But her doctor is telling her to stay completely off of it for six weeks. To unload it even more. To unload it even more than it already has been. Okay, you know, you guys do what you want to do. This doctor worship needs to stop is that he doesn't even understand the mechanism by which a bone heals. He doesn't understand it at all. That's not uncommon. This is an orthopedist, too. Yeah, it's an orthopedist who ought to know better, you know, but he doesn't. I'm I'm sorry. Ask him next time you're in the office, what bones in the body heal fastest after a fracture? And see if he knows. And then see if he can explain why he knows that. So i mean you guys do what you want to do if it was mine it would certainly not be the approach i would take but by the same token the mistakes have already been made haven't they
3: well there's benefits to uh to just training barbell training even if it's unloaded whatever uh over doing something like walking definitely over running and jogging right because even even walking for somebody in that bad of a shape um it, 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 you're exposing yourself to less controlled loading than if you just if you just squat it down, just See, a body weight squat. It's
0: terribly important you to know? understand this, and it, it's hard to explain it. To people. Yeah, walking is a normal human activity, and squatting is not. Right. Except that squatting is a normally normal human movement activity. That's why you have hips and knees. Yep. To squat down and stand back up, and then if we put five pounds on you and then we put 10 pounds on you and then 12 and a half pounds and then 15 pounds and finally you're squatting 95 pounds and then the next year you're squatting 205 pounds what has happened to your skeleton along with the muscles that make the movement pattern take place using your skeletons as a system of levers the bones themselves, since they're alive too, have responded to the same stress that the muscles have adapted to. And they've also adapted. And this is the premise of the entire starting strength system. Stress recovery adaptation. You know, if you're a taller white lady, this is the demographic that sees the greatest instance of osteopenia and osteoporosis, tall, white women, like the entire population of the Netherlands over the age of 50, <laughs> that, that population, that particular demographic is it, it evidences the highest rate of osteopenia, osteoporosis. All right. So if you don't want that to happen to you, no matter who you are, then you need to perform loaded skeletal movement over a long range of motion because that increases bone mineral density because your bones have to increase in density to adapt to the, uh, to the stress imposed upon them as they are asked to be moved by your muscles across that range of motion it's duh level material if you think about it you know if i go from uh, a client squatting 25 pounds on her first day to squatting 185 pounds you know nine months later well some things have changed haven't they and what have they what are the things that have changed well, the, the things that have changed are the, her ability to generate an increased amount of force because she had to to move the heavier weight. And then the other things that have changed is all the other stuff that enables her skeleton to move that load without getting hurt during the execution of the movement pattern, which means that her bones got denser and bigger. And her connective tissues got stronger and bigger. And her brain adapted probably the most. Because the first day when she did the 25 pounds for the three sets of five, that first day she came into the gym to train, if I had told her that nine months from now she'd be doing 185 pounds, What do you think she would have told me? She would have said, "You one, you're crazy, and two, you're not going to do that to me because I don't want to get hurt. That's what she would have said, you know? So everything adapts under the bar. Everything adapts under the bar. And... Yeah, last thing, Rip, you know, this
3: this is not just theoretical too because No, I mean, no, no. We, we've it's got the videos we do this every day. We've got yeah, we've got the member at the gym now it, and it the they they show no signs of osteopenia. No sh, no signs of right. after 3 4 or 5 months of training. Yeah. And
0: You're talking about Julia. She Julia
3: uh, and then we've got members at the gyms. We've got all the case studies. We've got at the case gyms. studies at the yeah. gym.
0: People come in having received a Dexa scan diagnosis of osteopenia and they go back after nine months and their bone mineral density is normal. Right. Yep. It's normal. Yep. From pathology to normal, with nothing but squats, deadlifts, presses, bench presses. Right. right? Happens every day. Every day. But your doctor doesn't understand that. I'm sorry. Most of them don't. Okay, so you do what you want to with her, but I'm, I'm just think about these things we've talked about. All right, hello Rip. Uh, I had read strong enough recent again recently, in one of the articles you mentioned a 20 rep squat with a previous 10 RM. Now I'm not to the point where I would go considering trying something like that, but I'm interested. In hearing about how one would go about preparing for an event like that, how did you, how you programmed it back at the time when you did it, how often you did it, and however you did it, I know it's not really a part of any program you've espoused in any of the books or articles, but it is terribly interesting. Uh, It's a terribly interesting feat of strength that would be cool to see. Just curious as to how you went about setting it up and in knowing just how religious the experience is. Well, sets a twenty. I think most of us back in the day had done sets of 20 because they were kind of in the media, you know, the strength media was talking about how good sets of 20 were and everything. And I'll tell you, they're bullshit. <laughs> they don't help a goddamn thing. Uh, your legs get a little bigger temporarily from all the glycogen and shit that gets shoved into them in an attempt to recover from that kind of work. But sets t- sets of 20 work for about six weeks. They're the same as weighted Back extensions, weighted glued hands. they are just an, they're an assistance level exercise that gets better for about six weeks. Because after six weeks of doing sets of twenty, you can't do them anymore because you just can't stand it. Because sets of twenty don't make you any stronger. Now let me try to wrap your head around this idea. We're everybody's fighting now on the on the forum about high volume and all this other shit all right and how they make you bigger you know got a hypertrophy you know got a hypertrophy you know what makes you bigger than sets of 20 is getting 200 pounds on your sets of five but let's think about sets of 20 for just a minute something you can do for a set of 20 is not heavy it is not a force production limited event because, and you'll find this out if you'll actually do the damn things, my PR set of 20 is 365. And today I did that. I noticed an interesting thing. The 19th rep is not any harder than the 20th. It really wasn't any harder than the 7th rep. It wasn't harder than the first one. Because if you can do it for a set of 20, it's not heavy. It's not heavy to you. Now, how did I get strong enough to do 365 for 20? Was it by doing 20s? Think carefully. I was squatting in the mid-500s at the time. That's how I got strong enough to do 365 for 20, not by doing 20s. Because you can't get stronger doing a light weight, and anything you can do for 20 reps is lightweight. And that's the only analysis you need to, to, to do on this, all right? If you're able to do the goddamn thing for 20 reps, what is the thing that enables you to do the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th reps? You know what that thing is? It's balls. It's not strength. It's not caring about how you feel. It's not caring about what is going to happen to you in the next 10 seconds. It's, not, it's about not caring. It's not about how strong you are. Because a set of 20 doesn't make you any stronger. You can stand that kind of psychological stress, and I'm telling you it's the most psychologically stressful thing that there is. Is, is your, You know you can do 275 for 10. So you take 275 out of the rack, you do 10 reps with it, and then you do the 11th rip. And then you do one more and now you've done 12, and now you do 13. And then you think to yourself, this really feels like shit. And you say, ah, but I said I was gonna do 20. So you do the 14th rep, and it feels like shit, and then you do the 15th rep, and it feels like shit, then the shit-like feeling is accumulating, getting more, getting more and more horrible, and then you do the 16th rep, it's not getting any better. And then you do the 17th rep, and you're breathing real hard. It's taking, you're taking 10 seconds between each one of these horrible, ridiculous reps. And then you do the 18th rep. Did I leave out the 17th?
3: Uh, I think I did. Maybe. maybe.
0: Maybe. All right. It was in there somewhere. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. You, you you know how to count. And then I did the 19th rep. And then I said to myself, I, like you say, well, I've only got one rep left to do to finish this thing and you and you do the next rep, and you did the 20th rep and then you put it back in the rack you slam it back in the rack and then you lay down in the floor because you can't really do anything else you
3: and then you work. don't train productively for
0: and you don't try productively for another month because you just <laughs> fucked everything up but what on reflection you will find out is that the last rep the 20th rep did not move any slower than the 10th rep. They all looked the same. They just felt worse and worse and worse. And that's how you know that a set of 20 is not a force production challenge. It's a psychological challenge. It's a psychological challenge because of the amount of lactate you're having to deal with and all the fatigue byproducts and the oxygen debt and everything else. And it's it's uh, it's just a pain experience but it's not the same type of contraction experience that finishing the fifth rep of a set of five pr is it's not the same thing at all it's a completely different level of of, of deal and people that have not done this and if, and people that fact have done this and just hadn't thought about it don't really understand The the 20th rep of a set of 20 is not the same thing as the last rep of a new PR set of five. It's not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. And as a result, it does not provide the same adaptive phenomenon as a set of five does. You're going to add five pounds to your PR set of five. You've got to produce more force. If you're gonna add ten pounds to a set of twenty, then you just gotta not care how you feel for about three minutes while you're doing the set. It takes a long time to do this. You're standing there with a with a weight on your back, and you've told yourself you're gonna do twenty. If you rack it before the twentieth rip, It wasn't because you weren't strong enough. It's because you didn't have the balls. And that's what a set of 20 is is all about. It's about the balls. You know, and I think this is instructive at some point in your training career. I think you ought to do these just so you'll know what I'm talking about. But when you do them, just keep in mind. Or you can video the set and, and confirm this objectively, you know video the set, and see how much difference there is in the bar speed between rep number 10 and rep number 20, and it will surprise you. It will surprise you. Okay.
3: I bet nobody gets nervous about doing 20
0: reps oh, yeah. like they
3: do no, they squatting do. 500 the first time. It's not the no, same no,
0: thing. They, they get, no, no, no. I'll, it's I'll, not the same thing. It's not the same thing, but it is people getting nervous. I'm telling you. The thing I noticed when I was doing sets of twenty, and I've done them three or four times, back when I didn't understand all this yet, or I've done them three or four times, and the thing you'll notice is that when you rack the bar after that set of twenty, let's say you've done three fifteen for a set of twenty, everything's everything's wonderful. It's all, over here. <laughs> oh my God, it's over. Here. <laughs> so you're laying on the floor trying to breathe. You know, and you and you you can't talk, and you can't. All your vision goes like this. It's a weird ass deal, but your your peripheral vision goes away, and it kind of closes in like this. And all you can see is right in front of. And you lay down there, and oh my god, it's over with. Oh shit! Oh man, I've really got something accomplished here. Oh shit! I've got to do three twenty-five next week. And you spend the rest of the week dreading. Sounds like fun. The experience. That's what you do. Everything's okay <laughs> for, for about five way. minutes, <laughs> and then you think, "Oh shit, I've got to go up ten pounds next week." Fuck. And you get up off the floor, and you go over to your gym bag and you get your towel, and you wipe all the sweat off and everything, and you say to yourself, "Man." Well, all right, I've assigned myself the test. How long does this go on? Just six weeks.
3: A, oh, it's six weeks It's a six week thing. It's a six oh, week. Oh, I
0: mean, okay. it's it because the seventh week is psychologically impossible. Right, right. I got you. I got see you. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, but but see, you're running out. Here's the problem with it physiologically. You're running out of capacity yeah. to express that high rip. Performance in the absence of a stimulus right. that's at the same time making you stronger. Yeah. You're, de- tr- you're actually detraining. You're actually detraining. Right. Yep. In, a, in, a, in the strictest sense of yep. the word, you're actually detraining. You're just training another energy what system. Expe- what enables you to do 365 for 20 sure. is your absolute strength. Yep. So this is the sub-maximal expression of your absolute strength. Right. And if your absolute strength is not going up, then the sub-maximal expression of that absolute strength cannot go up for very long either. Right. Yep, And that's all there is to 20s, all right? You ought to do them because it teaches you about yourself. But don't do them under the mistaken idea that they're going to make you stronger. They're not. They're to make your legs a little bigger for a little while if you just get off on that, then go ahead and do that. But that's you're just getting off on that, all right? But they, they don't make you any stronger because they can't, because they're not heavy enough to make you stronger. What is strength? What is strength? That's all, all you need to know. All right? Now, uh, Ali says, I just joined the network, and I'm excited.
1: Hmm. Well,
0: glad with, to have at least you. we've done that for him, yeah. right? Question about incorporating rack pull and halting deadlift in split routines, heavy and light day. One, is it possible to replace combination of rack pull and halting deadlift instead of deadlift? If yes, in which days they should be included, referring to intermediate four-day split program, heavy and light day. Do you understand that question?
3: Yeah, he wants to know let if me he's... Let me
0: read it again, because I is it possible to replace combination of rack pull and halting deadlift instead of deadlift yes that's the whole point yeah so he wants to deadlift instead of halting no. no deadlift. He,
2: wants, he wants to get rid of deadlift and do halting and rack pulls well
0: that's the whole program is yeah. get rid of deadlift yeah, and do he, halting deadlift.
2: He, he's he's wanting you to explain what days to do that and how to do all it. right
0: if yes in which days they should be included referring to intermediate four-day split program heavy and light and should they be done in the same day or different days yeah he's Thank confused you. all right so he hadn't read the book no so he hadn't read the book
3: it goes on the heavy day you alternate them every all week. right
0: so if this is this is explicitly covered in practical programming that's not in the blue book but it's explicitly covered in practical programming this is why you should own both books so you don't ask questions like this which are discussed in excruciating detail in The programming tech, since this is a programming book, right? You when you go to the heavy, when you go to rack pull, halting deadlift, you alternate those every week. One day a week. One week you do heavy rack pulls. The next week, same day, instead of rack pulls, you do halting deadlifts off the ground. Now everybody's gonna have a little bit different ratio between the amount they rack pull and the amount they halting deadlift. You have to titrate that up and see where yours is. But the point of doing those two exercises is that they are a partial range of motion that allows you to do a bunch of weight without producing the big giant stress that a full range of motion deadlift does at similar weights. That's why we do these, all right? This is in the book. And uh, two, if deadlift can't be replaced by these two assistance exercises, can they still be included in the four? Deadlift can't be replaced by these two assistance exercises. Ali, God damn it. (laughs) I mean, you may want to edit this out, Rusty. This is is a stupid question. What do you want to do? You want to keep it in or edit keep, it? There's in.
1: nothing wrong. Just,
0: <laughs> I, I, you there's, know, I don't think there's anything the wrong whole with the question. All right, deadlift can be replaced <laughs> by these two assistance exercises, and that's why we replaced the deadlift with these two assistance exercises because they can be replaced by these two assistance exercises. Look what you did, Ali! Oh
3: my gosh,
2: Ali, you
0: stupid ass! You, <laughs> God! All right, this is how dare he's gonna, you ask a question? He's going to quit the network. How now. dare you ask a question that we've been talking about for 35 years? <laughs> What what if what if he's new to all of this and he doesn't know? He's new.
3: He's new. He doesn't know.
2: He's new. He doesn't. He
0: didn't, didn't he doesn't buy know. the fucking book. He didn't what buy the book. Is. Maybe. He hey,
3: did. he may well. He may very well. There's plenty of people out there that read the book and ask these kind of questions. They pay me every month to do this stuff. We're <laughs> like, well, and
0: they own the book. <laughs> and right, I'm still it. not convinced. I read, read every article. If you want to edit this out, I'm not going to edit this out. I think this is great.
2: All right. Fucking Ali. I'm glad you answered his question though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right
2: you
0: should be uh, mad at
3: Bree about that not ali.
0: <laughs> all right now hi rip i've got a follow-on question from the one ali just asked <laughs> <laughs> oh this is going to be real good it? <laughs> i found an older video on the channel the other day covering the barbell shrug you guys still use that as a useful deadlift assistance exercises Uh, exercise or have you since changed your mind about its usefulness if it is still used how do you incorporate it into a routine do you add it to the rotation between haltings and rack pulls so that you do them every three weeks well nobody does stupid ass. That's in the video you literally said it in the video the barbell shrug uh (sighs) No, just edit this out. <laughs>
2: I don't think we should edit this out. <laughs> the fact that it's working you up so much is making me want to leave it in. <laughs> no, like it.
0: this is this is bullshit. But but this is really is a decent question. Why don't why doesn't anybody do barbell shrugs anymore?
3: They can't do them heavy enough.
0: They won't do them heavy That's enough. That's what I mean. In my experience. They can do them heavy enough. You start with barbell shrugs a hundred pounds. I know over your deadlift and nobody wants to hold on to that much fucking weight that's, that's the problem with them you know you got to have a decent pair of straps yep because they're impossible without straps you got to know how to put straps on uh you got to know where on your hands the straps go all of these little technical details because if you put the straps on in the wrong place with a 685 barbell loaded in your hands you're gonna fuck a bunch of stuff up so you you you've got to do these things uh, because they ha- they're useless if you don't do them heavy. Right. And By heavy, I mean a hundred pounds over your deadlift. I think my PR barbell shrug for a set of five, long time ago, was seven fifty-five. So you got to have a real good pair of collars too. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a good pair of collars. But the thing's not moving that far. All right. The, the One of the primary functions of the barbell shrug at that level of weight is to disinhibit right. you from pulling deadlift level weights. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. It's, if, if you've had 755 in your hands, 633 is just not, it's not scary to you, yeah. even though you only moved it a couple of inches. But you're I agree about with you. Bone I think, densification, hell yeah! You know, my God, yeah. this is gets you ready for these things. I think
3: for most normal people, the rack pull serves as that thing for it them. It does, you
0: know? but I'm telling you, the rack pull is a lot more stressful than these. Yep. At, in a certain way. Sure. In a certain way, and in terms of making big traps,
3: mm-hmm.
0: barbell shrug, just yeah. those of you hypertrophy guys. <laughs> you don't know high volume with them <laughs> you just get up real real heavy weights and suddenly your traps go boom. but no we can't That's <laughs> a real good argument against volume and shit you know how big can you get your traps how fast well barbell shrug yeah that's how they're done with 225 pounds for sets of 15 right I said five sets of 15 yeah. with 90 seconds rest <laughs> <RPA. laughs> all
2: right can, wait, can but, I leave that can I leave that in since we actually had a productive conversation oh all weeks. right yes God damn it all right <laughs>
0: all right now James Rogers our Canadian friend uh who may be having second thoughts <laughs> <laughs> about a few things today. Light pull considerations for masters lifters with upper body injuries. Good morning slash afternoon rip. Well, he doesn't know anything about a schedule, does he?
1: <laughs>
0: you know, I hadn't slept or the shit in about three days. And I got home last night. I, I slept from about two thirty to eleven forty five like a dead man. That's pretty good. Like a de- I hadn't yeah, it's, that happens once every seven months. Yeah. You know.
2: Why weren't you sleeping yeah. in Colorado? Uh,
0: the altitude bothers mm. me. Mm. You know, my heart rate's elevated real bad. Yeah. Altitude and just. So uh, yeah, I've noticed that since we've been up there, I don't sleep very well up there. Doesn't bother her at all. But. <laughs>
2: She's more acclimated though. She stays up there longer.
0: Yeah, yeah, she does do that. I have a client who I am running through the novice program. Male 54, 5'8", 2'12". Lower body's going well. Six weeks in, squat 135 to uh, up to 230 for sets of five. Deadlifts gone from 135 for five to 285 for five. Good client, very tanky, anthropometry, receptive to advice. And compliant with diet and rest recommendations, he has a, quote, sprained rotator cuff uh, for which he had been receiving ineffectual rubber band and stretching-based physiotherapy for some time. Yes, it is unnecessary to say that rubber band and stretching physiotherapy is ineffective. That's unnecessary. That's redundant. Right. Right. at the beginning, he could not get into the rack position for the overhead press under load without any pain, so I had to adopt a cautious approach and start him overhead pressing and benching with a wooden broomstick. He gotten his overhead press up to 28 pounds for 5, his close grip bench up to 70 for 5, and the shoulder pain is mostly gone for some reason. It is almost time to introduce a light pull day. For obvious reasons, this guy is not a good candidate for the power clean or snatch. I agree with that. When programming for a master's athlete who should not do power snatches or snatches, power cleans or snatches, due to injury history or age, what are some of the general considerations that you make when deciding on what the light pull will be? Well, the light pull is going to be a reduced percentage deadlift. Because what else would it be? Yep. You know what else would it be?
3: Yeah, you I could don't do, see any point in
0: having this guy do rack pulls. You could do variations, but what's the point? You know, if you could, I mean, look, why does he need a light day pull? Yeah, because you want to reinforce the, the the movement pattern, right? That too, you might
3: be able to just dump the light day pull. You just know, have him pull heavy once a week.
0: Well, you, you no, know, if he wants to do a light day pull, I don't disagree with that. If he's doing it eighty percent, it's just going to reinforce good technique on the pull. And some people have enough trouble with technique on the pull to where they need some practice on it, and that's what the light day is for. If you don't need practice on it, just don't pull that day.
2: Yep. What what I've done is just have them, and I don't know if he can with his shoulders all jacked up, but do lat pulls for a light day pull.
0: Well, lat pulls, see, you didn't mention whether he's doing any lat pulls or chins. Now, if you've got bad shoulders, you've got to do those. Mm -hmm. You've got to do lat pulls or chins or something along that line because you've got to address the posterior shoulder integrity, the pulling part of these things. And uh, I'd say a guy like this, uh, here's another thing that I would try with him. If I was working with a guy with bad shoulders like this, what I would do is I would have him do presses from the top. And by that I mean I would – put the bar in the rack at almost lockout level overhead. Have the guy finish the press up at the top to lock the bar out, step back, and do the set from the top as opposed to from the bottom. Because if you are low, like the rehab program shows, because if if your shoulders are shitty and you've got stability issues, it is easier to start just like a squat – or a bench press does, it is easier to start with the eccentric phase of the movement pattern than it is to start with the concentric phase of the movement pattern because you're starting a press at the bottom of the range of motion instead of the top of it. So if you start the press from the top, come down, and rebound out of the bottom the shoulder will stay tighter and you may be able to train him with enough weight like that to speed the process of getting his shoulders stronger so i that's something else to think about but uh i don't know light day pull if i was going to do a light day pull for a guy like this i would just have him do 80 percent deadlifts but i don't know that he needs a light day pull he's 54. You know, he may not need the recovery issues, right? Andy S. asks, what are your thoughts on the current diesel price and supply situation? Well, I think that if you're trying to make society collapse, that one of the fastest ways to get that done is make everything so goddamn expensive that nobody can afford to buy anything. I think it's, you know real real good approach what i just don't understand is how does that get you reelected? this is uh that's the that's the part i haven't understood about all of this yeah how does this get you reelected? elected people vote for six dollar diesel when they know that the toilet paper that they need in their bathroom is delivered to the grocery store I don't by a truck do, that Rip. burns on diesel. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't, don't think don't they understand do. Anything? No, you're right. I don't right. think they do. Where does get, Where does electricity come from? They don't understand that. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't think they understand it. Or they blame if you, it? Or they blame it on something else? You know, they say, "Well." Uh, U.S. president has no effect on oil prices. It's OPEC. <laughs> people say that shit all the, the time. The U.S.
0: president doesn't, but the effect the U.S. president's uh, cabinet agency certainly That's as right. hell do. That's right. People
3: say that shit all the time. Yeah, people it's are easy to – People are just
0: ignorant, yeah. motherfuckers. I don't know how you're so dumb. You don't understand if you shut down drilling and pipelines and delivery and all this other shit that that part of the infrastructure is going to have an effect on – how much diesel goes. this is off subject but on subject whenever i had barbecue um
2: they were talking about raising their prices because pork went up 20 percent in one day pork's the only thing still cheap though yeah but it still went up 20
0: yeah so it's not gonna be cheap long no nothing's gonna be cheap long. yeah but once again how's that get you re-elected mm-hmm. what are you guys thinking about here you know i'm seeing Diesel all the way up down the highway for way over five dollars a gallon. Five dollar a gallon diesel? What are you guys thinking? You know, all right. Maybe people don't understand that trucks that deliver shit to grocery stores run on diesel. Maybe they don't understand that. But we just told them, <laughs> you know, somebody's listening to this. Yeah, you know, what are the hell are you guys thinking about? You know, you're committing political suicide. If nothing else, you're committing political fucking suicide, and that's fine with me. Commit political suicide. Politicians need to commit suicide. But uh, who I, did I suggest needed to commit suicide? Politicians. Earlier? Po- no, no, early. <laughs> oh, earlier. In uh, the podcast, I said somebody needed to kill the haters. Oh, the haters. The, oh, haters. the haters. haters. The haters. All the haters need to commit suicide, and then all the politicians need to commit suicide right after the, 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 the
2: problem fight. is The problem is people are so fucking stupid that if it's got a D behind someone's name, they're going to vote for that person.
0: Some people will.
2: There's some people, if but it's got an R. You're about
0: to find out that that's not true if they let us have the election in December, in November. If they let us have the November election, you're going to see that I just this has an effect. I just— Don't trust the people counting our votes anymore. I don't trust the people either, Rusty. But let me tell you the one thing that I think is important here. It's a hell of a lot easier to rig one race for one elected office Mm -hmm. than it is to rig 500 races for it. Because remember, every member of the House of Representatives and one-third of the senators are being voted on – Yep every time we have an election
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's it's going to be hard to 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 rig all of those races just one guy's no problem
2: okay. you know they just have to rig the right ones is the problem because again i think yeah, yeah people, i know people in
0: california are going to vote democrat yeah, people in california that's not an issue yeah. all right people in new york people in california new jersey maryland that's not an issue You know how that's going to go. It's not worth discussing those places. Yeah. But the ones that are worth discussing are the ones that they're going to go for. And I I realize that, and I also understand that that in places like Texas and Kansas, there's as many Republican uh, poll workers as there are Democrat poll workers. And it's going to be very, very difficult to keep those people from getting in a big old ass fight in November. God, that's what we need, though we need
2: we need we need to
0: slug it out yeah i know uh i know we do do you see any way out of this current fucking mess without a bunch of dead people no i don't personally i guess i don't either things are getting real bad real quick and every, just what you think, everything's as weird as it can possibly get, you know, the Canadian prime minister becomes <laughs> a Canadian dictator, just in one fell swoop. Yeah. And, and everybody, uh, behind, him thought, everybody yeah, behind him is clapping. Everybody yeah, right behind him is clapping. Everybody behind is clapping. Yeah, that'll fix it. All we got to do is make shooting someone with a handgun illegal. And then, man, and then nobody will be dead. Make murder illegal. Oh, shit. I wish murder I, I wish illegal. I Has that not been done? You realize there's no that murder is not a federal crime? You understand that? Murder is not a federal crime. I believe that. Well, oh, it's not hmm. a matter of belief. That's just 10th Amendment. I can see how that would be. Yeah, how that it's would a work. 10th Amendment yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no such thing as federal murder. You know, go to federal prison for murder, right. you go to state prison for murder. Yep. Because it's state law. Right? Right. Right. Because there are some things that are just not federal. And at the risk of opening a giant can of worms, this is what's wrong with Roe v. Wade. You know, no matter how you feel about abortion, what does that have to do with the federal government? Right. Mm-hmm. It has absolutely nothing. They should have never been involved in to, it to begin No. With. It's obviously... It's like the federal government setting bus prices. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just not under the purview of the federal fucking government. It never was. You know? And again, it's irrelevant what you think about abortion. It really honestly is. It's, it's a matter of the, the, the way the laws are set up. And it was unconstitutional the day it was, it was ratified. It was unconstitutional. And it remains unconstitutional to this day. Yep. It's a state law. In the same way murder and robbery and rape and every other crime is, it's a state law. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with the federal government. And it never should have had anything to do with the federal government. And as long as it's there, the Tenth Amendment is not being enforced. That's all there is to it. Yep. Very, very simple. Okay, now. Have we pissed enough people off today? Let's
2: piss off some more. Do we have more questions that piss off? Rip,
0: during your recent SS podcast on the novice effect, you mentioned that after last year's leg injury, you had to modify your press while you continue your maintenance program. That led me to wonder what your current maintenance schedule looks like, whether it be weekly, monthly, or longer, and what other modifications you've had to make to other lifts to work around injuries and or age. At 54, and with just a few years of lifting under my belt, I'm a long way from that situation. But it's a good time to plant a seed of consideration for a decade or more from now. Also, I am continuing to try and nudge my 77-year-old mother to shift a lifetime of thinking that lower body weight equal healthier. And the curls with one-pound dumbbells that her recent one-month in-residence therapy program introduced to her aren't doing much for her. Ideally, I can convince her to seek out an SSC and start her NLP. All right. Bill, listen. Uh, well, let's do this. The, e- the, the easy one is the first thing. What am I doing to maintain? I'm training Monday and Thursday most of the time. I train Monday and Thursday. Monday, I do I alternate squats to a box that's about two and a half inches above parallel uh, for a, a triple with a pause, on the box because my knee will not stand any rebound whatsoever. i ruptured my uh, quadriceps tendon. And after repair, a percentage of it dehissed, so I got a big hole in my knee. My leg doesn't work worth a shit anymore, but I can still squat because the squat can be done primarily with the hips, as we've been telling you for a very long time. If you'll just listen to us. Maybe I need to demonstrate this on video one day. But uh, you can squat without much knee, all right, if you know how to squat with your hips, which is what we're trying to teach you. So I'll do that, and then I'll press. And I press, uh, be- and this is because my knees don't work. I do the press this way. I will take the bar out of the rack and slide the barbell in a it amounts to a supported from the front strict press up the face of the rack and back down i'm sliding it up the rack because i can't use my hips and knees to do the press anymore so i'm i'm at about 100 i did 121 pounds last night for a triple and it's hard as hell doing it like that it's real real hard without the hips and without a layback that you can't control if you don't have but one good knee all this stuff you you can't do as much weight but i'm working up to three sets across and i go up a pound every workout and it's doing pretty well you know look at my massive cannonball deltoids here right deltoids like a bunch of bananas Right. I noticed the minute you walked in. So oh yeah, you, see, you can see the little crevices in yeah. between the little separate little valleys in right. the deltoid, even through the shirt. And uh, then I will do uh, I will alternate uh, rack pulls every other week. I'll do uh, what I've been doing recently is I've been benching one week and doing squats, mm-hmm. and then I'll do presses and rack pulls. Alternate that every other Monday, and on Thursday I do what passes as my little conditioning workout. I'll do chins, alternated with either walking fast on the track because I can't run, can't can't take a step and run because the knee doesn't work, or I'll I'll do inside. I'll do and I'll do ten sets of those chins walk. I've done about five reps on those. And then I'll, the the following week, I'll I'll do the same type of thing inside with five sets of as many chins as I can do. I've done most. I've done is about nine in this format, alternated with the prowler. I'll push the prowler. So those are that's basically all I'm doing right now. And uh, you know that's just that's all I can do. So now you're talking about how to nudge your 77-year-old mother to shift a lifetime of thinking of the lower body equal healthier and, and one pound dumbbell curl. Some stupid bastard had her start to this. All right. Leave her alone. Bill, leave your mom alone. If she wants to be skinny in 77, then let her be skinny in 77. What are you going to do? Give her another two years of life. Maybe she doesn't want two more years of life. Maybe she's tired of your shit. You ever thought about that? You thought about that. Somehow you managed to piss off one more person. My fucking son (laughs) will not leave me alone. He wants me to do all the shit I don't want to do. I'm so tired of him. You know (laughs) Imagine what Thanksgiving's like over there. You
2: know, my, my mom's now at the gym, right? Carmen's training my mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had those conversations with both my parents multiple times. And
0: eventually, you just, okay, I've said what all I need to say. It's yeah. To I hurt. mean, at some point, you just give up on it. And then when you quit bothering them about it, it might be that they start assessing the argument on its merits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Instead of your nosy ass trying to insert themselves. In yourself into her day. (laughs) God damn it, Bill. I thought you moved out when you were 18. (laughs) Here you are. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I know we want our parents to do what we know is right, but quit being a dumbass,
1: quit pissing
0: your mom off. You can tell her what she needs to know. That's your job is to tell her, but it's not your job to get her to do it. Yep. You know, remember the narrow casting deal? <laughs> Here's an example of that. All right, let's see. Words of wisdom for young adults. Both of my sons were in, were in starting college, in or starting college, at the beginning of the pandemic. They are now home and not going back because online classes in college in general is not worth the money. Well, no, that is true. That's absolutely true. There's nothing more true than that. College is a fucking waste of time. There are only a few circumstances under which you ought to be going to class at a college. And that's if your major requires laboratory hours. That's the only time you need to be in school. But if your major requires lab hours, you have to go because you can't do lab shit at home. And that's an important part of a chemistry degree or any other thing that requires. The, you know, all science majors have got chemistry in the, in, as part of the prereqs. So you've got to go to school for chemistry. You've got to go to physics. You've got to go to school for math classes because there's too much discussion about the problem sets you have to solve to deal with that online. It doesn't work like that. You've got to have the ability to sit in a class and raise your hand and ask a question. There are some classes where you have to be able to sit in a class and raise your hand and ask a question. Those require you to actually be at school, but they don't require a degree. Okay? Get away from the idea. And I'm seeing more people say this all the time. More people that are not just us who have been saying this for a long time. We don't want the last people we want to hire to work in our gyms are people with an ex-phys degree, because they don't know a goddamn thing about what to do about making anybody stronger, because that's not the curriculum. I don't care if when you're working in our gym, you understand the difference between sarcoplasmic and what's the other kind of hypertrophy? I don't care. Myof- <laughs> myofibrillar hypertrophy. I don't care if you understand the difference between the two. I want you to know what the myofibra, myofibrils, myofibrils, uh, <laughs> uh, I want you, no, edit that. Right? <laughs> I want you to understand how muscles contract and why they contract and all of the stuff that goes on at the, at the cellular level during muscle contraction. But I don't need you to have a degree in that. All right, and that's information that you can obtain without majoring in X phys. Okay? We don't, we don't care about all that. If you've majored in X phys and the only thing you've done is play volleyball, you're uh, you're utterly useless to us in the gym as anything except a janitor. You're, you're, uh, your your of your your degree is irrelevant. What we look for is how good you are at communicating to clients how to get stronger and what to do to get stronger and how to improve their strength. That's the skill set we're interested in. There's not one college on earth that teaches that. So it's utterly irrelevant to us that you've got an ex-phys degree. All right. And a lot of, you know, it's just the, the problem with college nowadays is not it, it's the downside of it. There's very little upside and there is an upside to some coursework, you know, obviously. If you're a, if you're going to be an engineer, you're going to be a chemist, you're going to be a hard science guy, you got to go to school. Cuz that's where you learn all this shit. But at what cost? What are you going to be exposed to all the silly bullshit you're going to have to accept or parrot anyway? In the prerequisites in the history department, in the English department, all this other shit. You know, it's just, it's, you got to pay for all of that. It's not worth the money. It certainly is hell is not worth the money. You know, so what I'm now advising people to do is go to school for about two years and don't take anything except the science stuff. Take that. Just pay them to do freshman chemistry, freshman physics. And college algebra, Calc 1 and Calc 2, and, you know, take some biology, you know, go through, you know, start with A and P and go to general physiology. If you're interested in science, take an astronomy course. You know, I'm a big fan of geology. I think you ought to know some of that, you know, it's just, but that's all you need college for. You don't need college for anything else, you know. Uh... So I, I, I'm in total agreement. I think you should should be happy they don't want to go back to school. What do they want to do is the, is the question. And how can we get them to do that without having to subject them to a bunch of debt? Because college is <clears> – <throat> and when I was in school, it cost me about with, – with tuition and books, it cost me about $500 a semester to go to school. That's all. You know, you can't do that now. Right. It's not we're close to that. It's just outside of the reach of normal people. And, and the reason for that is because the colleges have been provided with a whole bunch of government money, so they have continued to raise the cost.
3: And it doesn't put you ahead in the, in, in, um, in the workforce either.
0: <laughs> that, that, the most important part is it doesn't put you ahead. College English does not put you ahead in the workforce. So if you are concerned with your viability in the workplace. Uh, An English course is something you can do at home without having to deal with taking a test up there and all this other shit. You know, if you just want the information, read. You don't have to go to school to read, right? But it it doesn't help you in the workplace. You know, and if you're gonna get in debt for an English degree, then you're not really smart enough to have an English degree either. Or any degree, for that matter. That for doesn't that involve matter,
3: a, a terminal degree a, 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 at, at the end of that thing. God. No point. None. Pointless. Utterly pointless. You could have spent the last four years gaining experience. and become, As an mar- apprentice. And becoming marketable yes. to an employer.
0: So uh, or well, starting I'm, your own. I'm fine with them not going to school. He says the economy is dreadful. Housing is insane. People are messed up. We've allowed them to stay home longer than if things were more normal, but still expect them to do their best to pay their own way at some point. How the hell do they get ahead in this climate? Hmm. Well, they start. Go to work. They go to work. You know, it's weird. It's real easy to find a job right now. You may have noticed this. It's real easy to find a job right now. And if they aren't willing to get up off of their asses and go to work, then kick them out of the fucking house, let them starve. They'll be hungry about two days, and then they'll figure it out, and they'll go get a job, and yep. everything'll be fine. But you you cannot, uh, uh, you can't continue to to allow this fucked up economic social climate to let them stay in the fucking basement and do nothing. You, yeah. You, you can't do that. They need to understand. You know, this, that is, this is your fault at some point. They
3: need to understand that this is the you only know. time in their life where there will be they will be able to, because they have the safety net of living at home,
1: mm-hmm. it's
3: the only time in their life that they'll have the opportunity to actually do some shit that they want to do. Find a job that they
0: enjoy. That they want. That they want to do. Not that they have to do. Because if to, you that, kick right. them out of the house... You kick them out of the house, then the situation changes, and they have to get a job, and it may not be the one they want. Right. You're providing them with the luxury of being able to make a decision based on their own personal preference, which may not be a permanent situation. Right. If you kick them out of the house, they're going to grow up real goddamn fast, and uh, they're going to have to because they got to pay. You know, I got to pay rent. They've got to eat. You know, they've got. To you got to generate some money, and they may have to do it at a at a McDonald's.
3: If they learn that they're in control that, of the situation, it's far more valuable than four years of college. Oh yeah, far more valuable. I uh, could work. I could work to make money, or I could work to uh, do some shit I like.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, the way they get ahead in this climate, it really basically the same as you, the way you get ahead in any climate. You make good decisions, and you get up off your ass and start doing stuff you know you just got got things have to be done and if they're if you are providing them the opportunity of not getting things done you what do they call that enabling enabling mm-hmm. enabling yeah it's enabling isn't it great well we have new ways to say the same shit we've always talked
3: enabling is a great word What's what's the old way to say enabling? There isn't one.
0: Let me think. I'll think of one. <laughs> if you give me a minute, I'll think. All right, now here's the last one. Zach the Jew, frequent contributor to the paper QA's, you answered my question about virtue in the last QA with Bree. Huh. I did? What does Bree know about virtue? No. Just out of curiosity. That that was the one where uh, she was the only one here. Oh, which, oh, oh, me and Bree were in the room. Yeah. And I completely agree with what you said. Government and the attempt to remove consequences from actions is an enormous source of societal deterioration. Yes, it is, isn't it? (laughs) Why, yes. But I want to challenge the libertarian outlook a bit more along the same lines. The underlying individualism of libertarianism is individualist. The individual against the state. Well, that's kind of redundant, but historically and ideologically, the founding fathers were more Republican, which, which admits, following Aristotle, of a collective element, collective self-rule, not just the, at the level of the state, meaning federal or even state government. And historically, as detailed by Tocqueville, much local and collective self-rule was the norm in the early U.S. in the township of a couple of thousand Resonance. Do you see any version of small-scale collectivism along the lines of early U.S. townships as good or necessary for a responsible polity? Maybe the excessive individualism leads to this degeneration of virtue and elevation of self and selfishness that is so rampant in our society. Well, I see your point, but I see no tendency in the direction of of uh, excessive individualism in really any country on earth over the past couple of years. Zach, did you wear a mask? Did you wear the mask? Which is another way of saying, did you take the knee? Did you bow when you were told to? Most people did. Most people did. It's a terrible step backwards from individualism. I don't. I don't see the need to worry about too much libertarianism here because I don't see any evidence of that at all. Certainly not over the past couple yeah, li- of years.
3: Libertarianism isn't isn't. Uh... In opposition to local collectivism, like no. you, you and the people you live around decide they just, want to do something together. Do together. there's but nothing. There's nothing wrong with. It. There's nothing,
0: nothing at all. It's, necessary. It's, it's, absolutely it's necessary. Absolutely, necessary. it's absolutely necessary. We have to build a water system, and right. I can't build my own. Well, I can, but <laughs> but most people can't build their own water system. You, if you're a live in town, you got to have sure. water, and that's got to be provided by a collective effort. And there's absolutely. it's just. That's just practical. Right. The, the
3: difference is the voluntary, uh, the voluntary uh, entering into those collective situations voluntarily, which is not what happens. So, no. so people, people mix up this libertarian and anarchy shit and they, they conflate the two things and then they, they don't understand that the, it's, it's the larger collective that's the problem. You know, on a local level, it has to be that way. You, there's you, you not run a level house. of
0: collectivism that is necessary to have a society. Of course. You know, and, and unless I mean, you want to have
3: warlords, that, that's cool with me too.
0: You know, but even but within that warlords he's camp, still going to have collectivism. We're going to have collectivism. The, yeah, and if you don't like that, he's going to kill you. Right. You know, but uh, I, a voluntary collective effort is not. Uh, is not the problem the problem is a mandatory exactly nationwide society-wide collective right. that's the problem that's what we don't like yep uh,
3: the 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 loss of the ability for you to have direct influence on that whatever that collective is is the problem right, right. so on a local level at a city you know, level even at a state level you have some you have some measure of influence
0: right you know i I'll I'll agree with whoever wants to make this statement. China's been very successful. But uh for the past fifty-five hundred years, they've been a vassal state. Yep. Well, that's not the way to say it. They've been a they've they've been a, a collectivist dictatorship, basically, for the past fifty-five hundred years. They've been successful, but I don't want to live there. I don't want to live in a situation like that. Do you? I'll bet you don't. You know, and 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 the forced collectivization is is what socialism, the Democrat Party, all of these kind of authoritarian approaches to to making everybody else do what you think they ought to. That's what's wrong with it. I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. I don't need to be alive that bad, you know, where I'm gonna be alive, locked in somebody's fucking closet. Not gonna do it. So now I don't think excessive individualism has raised its ugly head here in quite a while, Zach. Uh, I mean we we are sitting here watching. A gigantic shift in the way society operates, and it's certainly not in the direction that you think it's going. You know, we're we're watching a uh, a, a subservience of the individual to the collective. I mean, what do you think about these guys that? are driving down the street in a car by themselves with the windows up and a mask on. Why do you think they're behaving that way? It's just a... What that is, is a... uh, It's a a visible symbol of their submission. That's what it is. That's all it is. It's a visible symbol symbol of their submission to the collective get them away from me
3: or extreme fear which either one is either one is bad because they you know one leads to the fear leads to the other yeah
0: one leads to To the the other other. you know
3: in other words not not a damn good thing
0: comes of that. nothing good comes of that kind of shit and uh i'm not going to sign up for it how about you zach you're going to sign up for that You've got your mask on. Take it off. What if you get sick? Who cares? (laughs) You've been sick before. (laughs) You'll be fine. Okay. Oh, look, all the papers gone off the desk. I guess we're done, huh? Man, that was... uh... Anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm... uh... What a wild ride, eh? I'm pooped. I am, too. I'm all exhausted. I'm all exhausted, but you know what? I'm also hungry, and I think I'm gonna. I here's Elizabeth Warren. You know what? (laughs) I think I'm gonna get me a beer. (laughs) 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 Oh God, Deb! Did you watch that? Most ridiculous human being on the surface of the earth. Did you watch the video of of her cracking
2: open that beer at her house? She live streamed. No. oh yeah she didn't so she's she
0: unfamiliar with she, what, <laughs> she, yeah
2: she popped open a, a, a camera she's on live stream and she honey do you want a beer and then she like awkwardly opens her fridge because she doesn't open her own fridge i guess pulls no. out a beer and then pops it open she's staring at the camera the entire time it's just the most awkward wrestling
0: with a beer weird thing miss
3: warren you've got to be more relatable <laughs> oh she's just not Ms. warren you got to be more
0: relatable well, any I know. white lady, obviously Scandinavian descent, who's standing there with a straight face claiming to be an American <laughs> idiot. You, you, I respect you don't care what it looks like. I you don't care what anything looks like, do you? I would respect more if was just doing <laughs> lines on, on live. Oh, God. <laughs> it would be more believable. It, it would be. be more believable. All right. Let's get out of here. I think I want a cheese. I think I'm going to get me a cheeseburger. <laughs> We'll see you next time right here on Starting Strength Radio.